I don't. Do I say hello? <laughs> do you say hey guys? Yeah, I don't do know. Do you say welcome? Hey, what's up? I was gonna say say it in different languages. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Okay, that's just our that's our intro right there. Don't cut any of this out. Leave this all in. Okay, hello. Welcome to How Did We End Up Here? This is the first episode of our podcast, and we don't know what we're doing. But I am Fran. And I'm Morgan. And we're trying our best. <laughs> we're kind of questioning how we ended up here, and I think that's how we settled on this title. Exactly, um, yeah, because we don't know how we got here, but yeah, you're no. along for the ride now, and you, you have to be here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, strap in, uh, keep hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. <laughs> Your limbs in the ride, thank you. We don't want to lose any. No, 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 no. If you make it through this first episode with all your limbs, a win. I like that. I like that. <laughs> all right. And on that note, we're talking a little bit about something dangerous today. Or at least we think it's dangerous, which is why we well, are talking about it. I don't know. I don't know it. the story about it. So I'll, I get you to don't find know out the story. if it's dangerous. The history is not as intense as you think it will be. Okay. Well, we should probably tell them what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, we probably should do that. We're talking about parachutes today. And just so you know a little bit about how we're going to be structuring this podcast... We're going to have one person researching the history on what we've deemed either an extraordinary or an extraordinarily stupid idea. (laughs) (laughs) One of us is going to react to this and come up with what they think the history might be. Could be something real ridiculous, could be something serious. You never really know. We're a little chaotic like that. The second person will be doing the actual history. So you get a little bit of learning. We're definitely not experts on anything we are researching. At all. But, you know, we're just trying to have a good time here and learn about these uh, totally useless topics on our own. Or really cool. We'll see. Could be a good conversation starter. Yeah, now you have part, now you have, what do they call them? Not party favors. What do they call call Um, those? Like a, you you know what I mean? Oh my God. A conversation starter. Like a party trick. A party trick. A party trick? Would you call talking about parachutes a party trick? If they're cool. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Not, I mean, it depends what party you're at, too. It does. It really does. I mean, don't like, go to don't yeah. go to a house party and tell people about parachutes. Okay. No, on maybe that don't note. do that. So, friend, tell me what what you think happened. Okay. Here's okay. I put in my notes. I wasn't sure if we were talking about like the first parachute that worked or the first legit like patented parachute. So I have a concept for both. Here's what I think. I think the first parachute that worked. I think it was an accident. I don't think anybody meant to do it. I'm, I don't think the first one came out of like emergency plane protocol. I think this came before planes. I think the concept came from someone who wanted to jump off something real high, <laughs> like cliff jumping or something way more dangerous than that. So I think someone was like, hey, Tommy, what if I could jump off this cliff and not shatter my knees? Oh yeah, God. I think, yeah, right? Well, okay. Yep. And, I like how it's immediately a man who did this too. I, it absolutely was. There's no <laughs> way it was a woman. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think they like sewed sheets together or something. Like they tried to make it and I it was like really shittily engineered. Like it was not good. And either it worked and then probably the military took the idea or it didn't. And Tommy did in fact shatter his kneecaps. <laughs> Poor but Tommy. It, but at least the concept was the other guy who survived and watched Tommy did it do it <laughs> i know english um was like that's a good idea if we engineered it better okay that's my first idea for the accident one if it wasn't that though it was definitely developed for needing to jump out of a plane probably the military i'm assuming when we went to war or like preemptively they were like prepared for it and then from there people started using it for like leisure like skydiving and cliff jumping and shit like that but i think probably if it wasn't 
Tommy, it was probably the military. If I'm guessing if it was for the military, it was probably developed after the first plane because we wouldn't have had a purpose before it again if it wasn't for Tommy. So probably I'm thinking if I'm going date, I'm also guessing like early 1900s because I'm pretty sure that's when the first plane was invented. You are pretty close on a lot of this. Yes. Okay. I yes. see. I tried to I tried to be I was fun, but I also was logical because I didn't want to be I kind of like to be right. So I'm not going to go in the same order that you did. Please. Because no, I no. did. I started with the first patented one. I had the okay. same idea as you here. Okay. Yeah. Now, I knew there was uh, there was a two. I know there were two routes. Yeah. Now, if you were to guess what type of person would invent a parachute, what would you think? I'm saying like mil- like if it's patented, I think it's like a military person. Well, I'm here to tell you that it was a Russian actor. Oh, what? Named Gleb, <laughs> Kot- Gleb. Kotelnikov. <laughs> okay, Kotelnikov. I love Gleb already. What a great Katya's name. Katya's going to kill me for pronouncing this wrong. Correct. <laughs> yes. But, but I like Gleb. Yes, but he is uh, credited with patenting the first backpack parachute. Okay. Um, and he up. was inspired to turn to inventing rather than his acting career. When okay. he witnessed the death of a pilot during an air show, Leo oh. Matchevich. So this was kind of his origin story. He witnessed his this death and he goes, screw acting, I'm going to invent something to save pilots from a burning crash. I like that. Why does that- Yes. What, I feel like the ShamWow guy did that. Am I crazy? Why I, do I feel like the ShamWow guy was like an actor and then he was like, fuck it, I'm gonna invent the ShamWow. But then he also went on- tv to advertise it so i mean so kind of it works so acting gleb had a full circle right? if gleb had gone and advertised the parachute on nighttime what do they call that like infomercial tv infomercial tv that is gleb absolutely really correct gleb really so missed his window there were other designers who were obviously part of this patent race apparently there was like this huge race to be the first person to patent an idea for a parachute like going to the um, moon yeah, exactly. It was just, I, I don't think that it's as interesting as going to the moon, but <laughs> you know, or like, I'm not personally interested of jumping out of a plane or being in any situation where I would need a parachute. Really? Absolutely oh. not. I didn't know I like we weren't going parachuting together. We aren't, no, are we? are we? Are <laughs> well, we? Cool. That's new, new installment of the podcast. After we talk about it, we have to do it. <laughs> no. Have, okay. Well, I mean... Not spoiling no, the joking. next one, but yeah, but we know. are not doing the next we can't one. Can't do anything illegal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm out. Okay, cancel point. All right, continue. Okay, so just to give a little bit of credit to the people who were involved in the patent race, there's mm-hmm. Albert Leo Stevens, Leslie Urban, who you will hear this name a little bit later. Okay, uh, Charles Broadwick and Solomon Lee Van Meter Jr. Yes, that is Whoa. his whole name. <laughs> he, wait, is that a dude or a? Well, a it doesn't matter. A dude, Very cool name. I think. Very I just, cool name. Unfortunately, I'm going to assume that most people involved with inventing in history are going to be men because that's yeah. just how the history books write it. That's um, a lot of these people did have the idea to attach the parachute to the plane rather than the person, which is probably oh. why it didn't end up working out for them. I like that um, idea. I'm sure we can just imagine how that could go wrong. <laughs> I yeah, I like the idea of a plane going down and there's just a literally humongous parachute attached to it. I know, I know. Oh my well, god. I'm glad we don't do that anymore. Okay, great. So here's Gleb. how Gleb got it right though. Tell me so Gleb. Gleb had two things that he required for his idea to be a good idea. Okay. It needed to be attached to the pilot and it right. needed to be capable of opening automatically. Because imagine a oh. uh, plane starts to go down, pilot goes unconscious, pilot's right. ejected from plane, pilot's mm. not awake. So, you know, get the parachute open. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. So, Gleb's so smart. I wouldn't have considered Gleb that. Gleb is a smart man. Yeah. I, you know what? Props to Gleb. 
But here, here are the prototypes. So I've got a couple little notes here on what I thought. The first was a parachute helmet. And my neck immediately hurts thinking oh about this. Oh my god! Dude, <laughs> you would have ripped your head off! Exactly! Wait, what the fuck? Um, that's awful! <laughs> I know. Okay, he so was doing so really well right up until wrong. there. I'm so sorry yeah. to shatter your idea of him. He Glenn, did eventually yeah. succeed, so like we can be hopeful about that. Yeah, but how many heads did he rip off first? <laughs> I hope he didn't test anything. Wait, what year What year was this? Do we have a date? Okay, so this was around here. Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, I don't mean to interject i'm just curious so, if like human testing was in the works his patent was in 1911 so i'm assuming it was the years yeah, leading up to this so this is where you were wrong. correct about yeah the first like patented parachute being in yeah. the early 1900s tommy is our gleb i didn't realize <laughs> so the next was a parachute belt and for some reason i can't stop thinking about james bond and his like you know like gun pens you know like oh. the weird it, he would have something like this yeah he would have something like a parachute belt you know like i yeah, still don't absolutely. think it's a great idea at all because now my back hurts instead of my neck which i yeah. guess are the same thing where is the like center of gravity then cuz then are you like flat on your stomach like flying down as opposed to like with your I legs mean, first if you're unconscious i just imagine you kind of like draped over this belt and yeah, just I like hang yeah. there like it's yeah. Yeah, definitely I don't not know. comfortable well, I hope um, Club's working towards the good one. <laughs> I I hope so. But the last one he was thinking about was an elaborate harness. Okay. So hey, kind of just attached to multiple points in the body. So not just the torso, like kind of all over. So a little closer. <laughs> I don't know. He okay. kind of like took where he was with only one point of contact, which yeah, he was, was like, bad and if- unsafe, and overshot the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, instead of one, what if we have 18? <laughs> yes. Eventually, he settled on his prototype, the RK-1, standing for Russian... Oh, oh it's his last name. Kotelnikov. Oh. <laughs> one. Russian. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. That was great. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, so the way this was tested was on a racetrack. And okay. cars back then, obviously, weren't quite as strong or quite as fast. Yeah. And in order to test whether it was automatic as well, he pretty much attached it to the back of the race car and just started driving. And big surprise, right. it actually worked. And this is also where he gets a little bit of credit for inventing the drag chute. Yeah, like for just for Glib. slowing down a vehicle in general. So obviously there were no vehicles back then that required a drag chute. So he wasn't yeah, directly <laughs> involved in inventing it. But he has to be credited with the idea because of this experiment. Hell yeah, Gleb killing it. Gleb's doing real well. I'm really proud of Gleb, man. <laughs> now, Gleb took this idea to the Central Engineering Department of the War Ministry. <laughs> this is where it kind of gets like silly because it's a great idea for safety, but they thought the parachute would encourage a skittishness in the pilots, so they would deploy the parachute and eject before there was actually any real danger. Oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> so they decided not to go with it. So Gleb, being the uh, really resourceful person he is, went to Europe. He now, was like, he marketed this, this yeah, in Europe. Obviously, everyone loved this idea, but no one ended up actually following through on it. This also happened around the time when one of his prototypes was stolen, and big surprise, oh, no. ideas similar to this prototype started showing up in Europe a little bit later on. They weren't now, they weren't ready for Gleb. They he weren't was ready much for of him. a visionary. But it was pretty yeah. much based almost exactly off this prototype that went missing. And he was had it- a deal with a company that they backed out of right when it was stolen. I wonder if the people who stole it were like not Russian and then maybe they were just racist. Oh, I'm sure they were not Russian. Like, that seems possible. He was in Europe. It was Europeans who stole yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, that's um, pretty... Uh, but Gleb did go back to Gleb. Russia, and here's where you were also right. Come World War oh. One, the Russian yeah! military suddenly has a change of heart, 
about the RK-1. Now, the U.S., of course, being the U.S., swoops in to try and improve the design post-World War I. Yes. (laughs) Everything starts back to the moon landing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And this is where where we start to get a little bit more towards recreational parachuting. Mm, So there were two important men in this. Leslie Irvin, who I mentioned earlier, who was part of the race to patent to parachute, and James Floyd Smith, who was a test pilot. Now, Leslie Irvin was a stunt person. So he was actually, if I'm reading this right, I think he was a balloonist, which what for you and mean? me means balloon animals. Yeah, that's why for... I was like, I don't think he made balloon animals. <laughs> but this is where you were also correct about the parachute being free planes. Because yeah. I'm talking about hot air balloons. Oh, smart. Yeah, of course they would need those. Yes. So Dang. he used to, let me just go through my notes here. They are an absolute mess. Nice. So Irvin created the Irvin Airshoot Company, and James Floyd Smith was the first to come up with the first free type or the manual parachute, so it doesn't go off automatically, you pull it on your own. Right. So it's the first patented soft pack parachute, so it also didn't have like a hard backpack, it was just kind of fabric. Which feels like more of what we have now, I think. Yeah, and this was kind of like the shift from the parachute being more about safety to more being about adrenaline. Right. That checks out. Yeah, I know, right? So eventually a military team led by Smith and Irvin led to the airplane parachute type A from the Smith Life Pack, which is the soft pack that I was just talking about from um, James Smith. Um, It was 28 foot diameter silk canopy and a two foot pilot chute, which I didn't entirely know what that was. Yeah. And I didn't search it up, but I'm going to guess it's what helps (laughs) you. (laughs) I don't know what it is. And I didn't hear it. Yes, oh, actually, no, no, no. I think I think I actually remember my dad talking about this once. I think it's what helps the bigger shoot open, if that makes okay, sense. I like that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I don't know why I have this in my notes. I think I was thinking about, like, COVID and distancing and how someone tried measuring it in geese, and I asked how many geese 28 feet is. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why I put that there, but it's there. We should, yeah, we should measure things in geese now. The it's only measurement geese. we use on this podcast is geese. Just a heads uh, up to so everybody. So how, how many geese are in 28 feet? How many geese well, are I mean, in six feet? We'll start there. Well, aren't geese... Wait, are you talking like height or length? Because aren't geese like a feet? A foot? A feet? Uh, I'd say length. Like if they were standing in a line. <laughs> yeah, but aren't like like human centipede style? Like <laughs> Oh, God. I don't mean like space so to butt. I just no, like, mean like... normal. <laughs> You mean human centipede style? No, like normal. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know why my brain went there. Sorry, everybody. You're, it's great. Um, no, yeah, so, don't, ex- don't don't excuse that. That was bad. <laughs> no, no, I'm. I'll figure out how long in. geese are while you while you talk. Hold on. Wait, you're gonna think about that? No, I'm gonna Google it. You're gonna Google how long yeah. geese are. Yeah, I am. Just okay. Well, while going, you're doing that. I'll continue a little bit. So, yeah, Irvin, being the stuntman that he is, was the first to test the parachute. The one that was developed by the military team. Right. So he was the first to jump from a plane and deploy a parachute midair. So oh. I'm assuming prior to this with the hard pack parachute, because it wasn't a manual deployment, uh, it wasn't technically counted as deploying midair. So okay. this is where Irvin gets a little bit of credit. Eventually, this was approved for production because it was a success and it was produced by the Irvin Airshoot Company, as I was mentioning before. Irvin Company was also in charge of parachute designs post-World War II into the 1950s, designing some of the first recreational parachutes. 
which makes sense because he's not a military background. He's not a test pilot. He was a stunt person. Right. So we're going to go back a little bit further to a couple other important people. Okay, can I interject about the geese first? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay, it's telling me that they're... I think this must be height. There's no way this is like length. This is it says 3.6 feet. I don't believe they're that long. I don't even think they're that tall. But apparently adult Canadian geese are 3.6 feet tall. I don't want to meet that goose. I don't either, but sh- do you want me to go from the smallest geese as opposed to the tallest ones? Average? Is there an average? Well, it's 75 to 110 centimeters in length. Oh, it's length. Oh. Is length height for them? Is length from like head to the tip of their webbed feet? Oh, wingspan. Wingspan. No, it's not. No, 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 no. They range from 75 to 110 centimeters in length and have a 127 to 185 centimeter wingspan. Do you want to go by wingspan? Wingspan sounds great. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, let's do that. This honestly kind of just makes them seem a little bit more terrifying. If any person who's not from Canada is listening, they're absolutely as terrifying as we're making The widest wingspan is 73 inches. That's yeah, six count me feet. out. Okay, so wait, how many feet? How many feet? 28 feet? 28 feet. Okay, hold on. 28 divided by... So the parachute is four. Is about four and a half geese wingspan long. I love that. That's crazy. Only four and a half geese are the size of a parachute with their wings out? Holy fuck. Nobody fight four and a half geese. geese. They should be like swooping in to save us when we jump. I don't think they would do that. I think they I would. I don't think they would. They're kind of assholes. <laughs> I think they would plummy <laughs> further into the earth. They'd probably <laughs> hover just to see how this went. Literally. Okay, sorry. Please continue now that we know that geese are terrifying. <laughs> okay, so back a little further. And I kind of messed up here because I thought this was one person. I thought the full name was Barry Benoist, but it's really just I like that. I Thomas Barry, and I don't remember Benoist's first name. Oh, okay. Um, Barry was. Uh, what did he do? So Barry was a daredevil. So he did mostly parachute stunts, actually. So these weren't like the automatic open ones. These weren't the backpack ones. These were just like solid fabric. But he would do stuff like have a trapeze attached to the parachute and do trapeze stunts while like descending from a balloon. So he was also a balloonist. Um, What the hell? I feel like nobody does shit like this anymore. Or maybe I'm just not looking for it. think so and benoist dominated the automobile industry and eventually started getting more into aviation around the time when the wright brothers had their first successful trial so barry was the first to jump from a plane and land by parachute so this was i'm trying to figure out why he was credited with the first jump from a plane what do you mean or why um why Irvin was the first accredited to jump from a plane. Because I know he did that, but that was a mid-air shoot. So I'm assuming because it wasn't a mid-air pull, he was credited with the first, like, mm, maybe actual parachute pre-patent. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like a skydiving jump, essentially. Yes. Now, as, as like with a, um, a lot of really great inventions, take a wild guess at who had the first, like, drawings of all this. Uh, I mean, I want to get, I want to say the Russians, because I want to guess Gleb. You want to guess Gleb? <laughs> I want Gleb to have all the credit, man. When I say it, you'll think it makes sense, though. I don't know. The drawings? Da Vinci. Oh! I didn't think it was going to be, like, a famous dude. Oh, Holy it was shit. a famous person. Da Vinci was a genius. What the um, fuck? So he initially designed it with kind of a tent roof design, which they recently just tried out out of curiosity to see if it worked, and big yeah. surprise, it did. Um, Obviously not like the most functional, but it still worked. Uh, A little bit post Da Vinci, so kind of a Da Vinci Jr., let's say, Venetian Fausto Varancio 
Nice. So about 150 years later, came up with this billowing form of a parachute, which is Mm. more close to like what we know today. Yeah, that makes more sense. And this is most famously depicted in one of his drawings called Flying Man. Which, of course, a very is. creative name, you know? <laughs> it is a flying man. Yeah. Kind of nailed it right there. So maybe this man isn't as significant, the next one I'll be talking about, but it's definitely kind of entertaining to think about. Lenormand's Le Parachute, which is kind of where parachute came from. I see. And uh, parachute's broken down from Greek, which means against, and shoot oh. from French, which means fall. I mean, you're still falling. (laughs) Here's where it gets entertaining for me, though. Because he survived jumping from a tree with two modified umbrellas, which is where he got the idea. Nice! Oh, see, I told you it was going to be some fucking Tommy, (laughs) how do I not shatter my knees business, and that was it. See, I I was right. I don't know what I'm picturing here. Like some some kind of like Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins image, yep. you know? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's just so entertaining for Yondu me. Yondu from Guardians of the Galaxy Yondu. and Mary Poppins team up. That's what it is. Because you said two umbrellas, right? Yep. You yeah, two modified it. umbrellas. Modified how? I, I have no clue. That's very interesting. I could not. If I could find an image for you, I would, but it oh, also wouldn't yeah. be relevant here because we can't exactly show people, right? Yeah, no, I'll just imagine it. Everyone just imagine what you want the modified umbrella to look like. Yes, but he didn't just test it then. He also tested a cloth parachute, which is about 14 feet right. big, by which stepping off of about... the Montpellier Conservatory. And just, landed that's about two and a half geese wingspan wide, if anyone's two and wondering. Half geese, two and a half yep. geese. Two, two and a half geese wingspan. 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 Very important. Very important. If the geese were fucking seven feet, holy shit. I let's not oh think God. about that. No. Yeah, don't don't think about I that. I think that would be the end of Canada. Oh, they would take over. Yeah. <laughs> They've already they, kind no. of taken over my campus. Yeah, and they're not even that big. So they imagine they're there. seven feet tall. Holy oh shit. My <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> no, that's terrifying. I'm going to dream yeah. about that tonight. Don't I'm going to blame you. Put it out of your mind. Don't, don't think about it. Out of my mind. Don't think about okay, it. Okay, so the last person I will mention is Jean Pierre Blanchard. So he is. was the first person to discover that silk was the best thing to use for a parachute. Really? Uh, yes. I so don't it seems like it would rip. No, it's actually very strong. I did not silk know this. is insanely strong, but it's also very silk. lightweight. Yeah, and expensive. So I think this is where he. It's very expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I haven't searched. So Jean Pierre was fucking rolling and Wait, down. Can you search how much a parachute is? I would love to. Because you want I mean, me to convert it to also, if it's converted. How much would a Canada goose <laughs> cost? Yeah, how much? Does... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> not the jacket. No, no, no. I'm talking about the bird. No, no, no. The bird. Parachute cost. Skydiving Gear Canada. Well, on Amazon, it appears to be $90. <laughs> oh, that's actually not that expensive. I yeah, thought it would be like more that. expensive because it's mostly silk. I mean, we must have come up with some I don't kind of alternative though, by now. Parachute canopies is probably what they're called. Yes. Oh my god, it's like $4,000. <laughs> okay, so uh, okay, yeah, that explains it. High quality is like in the thousands for sure. For sure. Yeah, Let me tell you what material really it's made out of. You think this is the um, comp velocity? I think. Um, product details. Yes, tell me. Great openings. Long recovery arc. Great shutdown power. That's good to know. If anyone's looking for a parachute, you can go to skydivingcanada.ca. This is not a sponsor. <laughs> can you imagine we get <laughs> sponsored by skydivingcanada.ca? And they'll be like, you want a free jump? And I'll be like, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, you don't want it. Um, I don't know what it's made of. They won't tell me what it's made of. 
What the fuck? Individuals looking for maybe blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's like a company blah, blah. secret camera. <laughs> I think they have to tell you what it's made of. Probably, but... I would think. Maybe I'm just I mean, it. stupider uh, things are happening. I don't know what it's made you know? of, but I can confirm to you that it is $4,000. Oh, good. That's so, just another reason why I won't jump out of a plane. Yeah, so let's not do it. I so, you know, yeah. Jean-Pierre Blanchard. So, he was the first to figure out that silk was good, and he actually first demonstrated this by using a dog. Clearly, the oh. dog was fine, considering okay. the demonstration was successful, but oh, it's true, just, yeah. That's also kind of an interesting image to, like, have a dog using a parachute in your head. Oh, sorry. Um, it was originally, yes, originally silk, now most commonly nylon. There you go. There we go. That's probably why it's $4,000 worth of nylon. I just, that's <laughs> a lot of nylon. Yeah, no thanks. Sorry, continue about Jean-Pierre. Oh, yes. Okay, this is like the last person we have to talk about. So okay. he was also uh, the first person to survive a jump. And I put that in air quotes because his air balloon ruptured in 1793. Oh. And this silk parachute that he was testing saved his life. Holy shit. Hey. So he's him. technically the first to use it as a safety device. We'll I say. say. Wait, when when was Gleb testing his? I thought Gleb was running around Gleb in the nineteen 19- testing until like just before nineteen eleven. Yeah, along so with I don't a whole know a bunch if, of other people. I feel like we should kind of give this to Jean Pierre. I feel like Jean Pierre has to be credited yeah, with this for sure. Like maybe it, not the design, Gleb, but like he was the yeah. first person to jump. Jean Pierre is my Tommy. <laughs> Well, plus it's also uh, easier to say than um, um, Goltelnikov. Like Gleb. Yeah, but we. Can I just- like Gleb. Gleb is a smart man. Gleb, Gleb had to Gleb. go through some shit to get where he was. You know. Exactly, he did. Yeah, but clearly Jean Pierre did too. <laughs> that was pretty much all I had to say about Jean Pierre. Oh, sweet. Well, I and that love is him the and I'm proud of like him. some. That's like the short history of the parachute. There's definitely more I could have looked into, but like this is how we got here. Dang. Well, shout out to Jean Pierre and Gleb, man. I know, right? They kind of killed it. I'm really proud of them. Yes, yes, they they really did. I was kind of right, also. <laughs> you were definitely kind of right. Yeah. Also, I think well, I, I was wrong about Leslie much... Irvin when I was going before. I don't think he was a balloonist. I think that was well, Thomas Barry. Barry B. Benson. He was a stuntman. Leslie Irvin was a stuntman. Okay, they all seem to appear to be in the, like, not, first of all, none of them were, like, military people. <laughs> what was what was Jean-Pierre up to? What was his job? Do we um, know? We don't know. So maybe that's actually. but he but he oh, was in no, the hot he, air balloon, right? Or whatever? He was in the hair, hot air balloon. So I'm so assuming maybe he was he's the in the balloonist area. Yeah, the the balloonist, the balloonist area, if you will. Because that's like pre when planes were like Yeah, what were they doing? Oh, you yeah, know, cuz this was in 1793. This was well before planes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So like I don't know what his job was, but I'm going to guess it was nothing related to the military also. Like No, cuz I mean like who would be using hot air balloons? Yeah, that seems like it could get I mean, I don't know what they did they have guns back then? <laughs> <laughs> my idea is, I know they had like bayonets. I could not tell you. They, yeah, if you have a bayonet, you can't have a bayonet without a gun, right? Right? Yes. Yeah, you're so, right. So, I think they had guns back then. I feel I like an right. idiot. We should probably look into this. I'm we'll not going to lie. I was gun never good with episode. history. So, this is a great podcast for yeah, me. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm, I have no, mem- my recollection is horrible and we're both bad with date. Yeah. So, everyone, no one pay attention to what we're saying. <laughs> Yes, outside of what we are directly telling you off yeah, of- Yeah, we don't know um, anything. Oh, yes, my sources today, Smithsonian nice. Magazine and uh, Popular Mechanics. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I have these random little notes all yeah. through here. That's acceptable. Smithsonian kind of killing it. Shout out to Night at the Museum 2, Battle great. of the Smithsonian. Great movie. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. That's why I know <laughs> stuff about planes, because Amelia Earhart comes to life, and then she flies the, like, the first plane ever. That's and pretty then, cool. Yeah, and in it, she's like, um, what is he? He's like, it's made of wood and 
paper. And she's like, it's made of balsa wood and good old American ingenuity. And then they fly the plane. It's a great movie. Everyone should watch Night at the Museum I'm too. I'm pretty sure now. I've seen the second one. I just, I don't know why I can't remember anything about it. I can quote the whole movie without watching it. So if you ever need I to hear you. any parts of it. <laughs> that and Jurassic Park. Yeah, those are my two. Anyways, I feel like I've learned so much. This was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. I learned a lot yesterday about this, parachutes. This podcast is brought to you in the memory of Gleb and Jean-Pierre. <laughs> yes, and no one else. And no one else. Fuck everybody else. Maybe all the other people involved. Okay, but like they all kind of copied off Gleb. They all kind of copied off Gleb. They just kind of improved on designs that were already there. And Gleb was like credited with two different designs of parachutes, pretty much. Yeah. So I drag shoot and the. I'm giving it to Gleb, man. Well, thanks for teaching me some stuff. I hope everyone feels like they learned something. I think that's a wrap on our first episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.